episode 77. I don't know, Chief. I don't know if he's very smart, very dumb. He's gone under. He's gone under the boat. I think he's gone under the boat. Seuss, the man on the other side of the mic is EC. Hey, EC, how you doing? What's going on, Jesus? Good to hear from you a little bit earlier than usual, but it's all good. Uh, good to see you. Good to see you as well. Uh, EC, I know you, uh, you have uh, some plans going on. Uh, we always, uh, the United, United uh, Don't Run Me fans love to hear about your uh, your kids' soccer endeavors, so uh, just, uh, just inform us about what's happening, on, what's going on this week. Yeah, so this is a big week uh, for Narissa. She's, I hadn't even had a chance to tell you, I don't think, but uh, she had Texas and Texas Tech uh, reach out. And so we emailed them back um, just to kind of, you know, she got some good comments uh, from them. So this weekend is a big showcase in San Diego. Uh, so she's going to go down there with uh, OEFC or Energy, Oklahoma City uh, Soccer Club. And, uh, There'll be tons of other coaches, but those ones will be kind of there specifically to see how she does. So this will be a really big um, deal for her and her team. So uh, any shout outs or praises we can get from the fans, uh, that would be greatly appreciated. Wow. Oklahoma, uh, you said Texas Tech and Texas, huh? Those are the first two that have really said like, hey, you know, she's really good and, you know, she's a beast and all those all those nice things and asked for us to send back a friendly email and kind of a reminder um, of what time we play and so they can uh, make make their way over there and kind of give her a look. Well, uh, you know, well, you know where I went to school, EC. So let's, <laughs> let's see. Let's hope, let's hope uh, A&M reaches out to her and uh, we get her signed at A&M and we, we can all be Aggies together. It's a beautiful, that's a beautiful school. And if, Folks that don't know, A&M is number five in the nation uh, when it comes to academics. And that's Harvard, your Browns, your all of them. Um, that, also, that also includes uh, when you graduate, money you make, all those things are kind of included. So shout out to A&M who just signed the number one recruit in uh, college football, I think <laughs> yesterday or two days ago. So they're on the rise, no doubt about it. Soccer team too, women's soccer, is uh, is also ranked as well. No, they're they're killing A&M. You can't argue they're not. Uh, they're not killing it. Only team to uh, beat Bama this year. So um, definitely one of those schools that they're going to have to watch out for uh, if you're if you're watching sports in totality. So now if they reach out, I would love to. Yeah, and don't don't forget about uh, the other undefeated team out there in San Antonio. Are they still undefeated? TSA Roadrunners, yes, they are, sir. Yeah, so shout out to those guys too. I know, I, I know, I usually see the flag, um, you know, that that hangs. Those guys, I don't think they've lost and deserve a little bit of 
a shout. If you're gonna give Cincinnati shout, <clears throat> you got to give those guys a little bit of a, a little bit of love too. Uh, the UTSA is a. I come out to San Antonio all the time, so uh, I guess I have to start supporting some some, some UTSA <laughs> Roadrunners here. There you go. All right, let's let's let's, uh, let's not beat around the bush too much, EC. Let's uh, let's talk about what happened over the weekend. <laughs> Early weekend, a 7:30 kickoff that we had. Um, two nil loss to Man City, EC. Two nil. It could have been worse. This is like. You know what it remind me of? You remember those old, um, you know, like when the those old comedy, those cartoons, when the big the big kid, you know, has that little brother like this, you know, has his head, you know, hand on the head, little brother's head, and the little brother's kind of swinging and shit, and the little the kid, big bigger kids, like Dude, you're not gonna do shit to me, right? That's what it was this weekend. We couldn't do jack shit, and it's the most disappointing performance in the past. Three years under Ole's tenure that I can that I could think of, it was you know it's a lot worse than the six one at Tottenham. This is a lot worse than the five nil at Liverpool. This lack of performance, or starting from the top from the manager, lack of motivation for the players, and this lack of lack of just giving a heck, man. You see, I I mean I know you say. The manager puts people in in positions and yada yada yada. And he's supposed to tactics and yada yada yada. But again, I just like, I'm tired of saying it. But you just saw that game, and you're like, do these players even care? I I doubt their balls. I doubt their heart. I doubt every single player on that pitch, if they have heart for this club, if they want to play for that crest. I doubt that. I doubt that. I, I, I mean, I doubt that these are professionals. They're not professionals. These are kids. They're, they're, they're just Instagram famous, wannabe famous Instagram models. And I said it. Ronaldo, you're an Instagram model. Because what you do, what you project on the pitch is, is don't give a shit. Bruno, I'm out on you, boss. I'm totally out on you. I defended you. I said, you know, when you came to the club, that you're this game changer compared to Paul Pogba, but your lack of defensive give a fuck, I'm out of you. Luke Shaw, maybe Mourinho was right. You're fat. Fat and lazy. <laughs> you, last year, when, yeah, you the revival with Ole, you know, you had, you had this revival. Now you're just fat and lazy. Fat cat. Harry Maguire, I mean, dude, I mean, I would put in a transfer request now, and go to go to go go to go to go to Aston Villa, somebody, you know, go to somewhere like that. You can fuck up a team. <coughs> Aaron Wambasaka again. I like you. I do. You have so much defensive talent. You just need to clean it up. And the and Fred, just like Roy Keane said over the weekend, why? And I agree. I mean, I, I, I more than more than UEC, I agree with Roy Keane on a lot of player performances and what how they how they conduct themselves. And when he said Fred's not good enough to play on this United team, he's not good enough to play in the United team. He even said that about Luke Shaw and Harry Maguire. So I just I don't know, man. 
I don't know. It's just, I, I'm glad. I'm again. I'll go back to last week. I'm glad that Tottenham got Conte because Conte will only last 18 months, not even that. I hope by the Christmas by Christmas time. I know because we're going to talk about a couple of managers later. We don't do anything rash. We sack Ole, and we just ride it out to the end of the year and don't give anybody a long-term contract until next year, until we find the right coach. And I think the right coach is waiting there, uh, but unfortunately he's all in with another team. And there ain't no way we're talking to him. Ain't no way nothing's being leaked. Ain't no way he's going to quit his job and come to United. But that coach is out there. Um, you see, I just, as a United supporter, I'm glad I don't, I don't, I'm glad I don't have season tickets. Because you know what? I, I mean, everybody talks about the Glazers out and protesting. Oh, we need to go protest. You see that, all that bullshit, you know, like on these, these so-called, these so-called influencers on you know, have YouTube channels and, oh, we need to go protest. I was like, bitch, yeah, your protests worked and they pacif- Glazers pacified you and getting three signings. You Ronaldo, Varane, and Sancho, or that's the, the reverse order. And what do you do? You go buy season tickets. You go buy jerseys. And now you're like, oh, Glazers out, Glazers out. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You stupid ass. What do you think? They pacified your ass. You buy jerseys. You buy scarves. You buy season tickets to the games. Do they give a fuck about what you say on Twitter? Social media, guys, all these guys like Goldbridge, Saeed, Rants, Bants, Flex, all this. They think that their little army is going to is gonna take down the Glazers? No, they're not. Whatever you fucking say on the Internet, you're not. it's not going to do anything. You know why? <coughs> your money has already gone to their season ticket stick season tickets. Your money has already bought jerseys. Your money has already bought scarves. Your money has already bought Man U TV, I bet. So shut the fuck up and sit down cuz you don't know anything. These, that's what pisses me off about these these uh <laughs> these Twitter YouTubers. They think they know better than they think they know better than football people. That's what makes me mad, you see, when I see this shit every morning. Uh, they they, they want to protest. Let's get 10,000 people outside of Old Trafford thinking they're going to make a difference, you see. You think the Glazers are going to sell? No, they're not. They should. They should. They should. They should. We all know that they should. But these dumbasses on fucking YouTube don't know even know how to protest. Oh, man, this makes me so mad. And getting back to the, Liverpool, the Man City match. It just makes me so mad that, yes, what they call the standards, like these these YouTubers, oh, the standards have failed. The standards have failed. This, those standards haven't been around for eight, almost nine years. So shut the fuck up. The standards that, you know, we, we've had is get a manager, change a manager. Get a manager, change a manager. Bitch, 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 bitch about a manager. Get a manager, change a manager. We've had two managers that were world class and had tactics. We fucking kicked them out because... Hey, these guys know better. This one doesn't know shit. You're correct. Moyes knew no more than Ole. Van Hall knew more than Ole. Mourinho knew more than Ole. 
This one doesn't know any shit. You're correct, EC. I'm I'm on your I'm on your side. This guy has no tactics. This guy can't lead a fucking room. But I'm putting I'm putting onus on the fucking players too. You can't produce a, a rivalry game, EC. You can't go and lay it out on the line, die for the club. Why should the club die for you? Well, I, I agree with most of what you're saying. I don't. I don't agree with all of it. I. I don't. I don't think that you're wrong in saying that the players uh, should have a little bit more pride in what they're doing. I don't. I'm not. Uh, I'm not uh, saying that. I just. I think for me, when I watched that game, you know, I. I. I just felt like he kind of said to himself. We just can't lose by a lot. I think that's kind of what the game plan was. That's why we're going to try the five at the back. And it wasn't so much, you, you could tell, because it wasn't so much the system, because you can play five at the back and you can have, you know, two wingers, two, two, two uh, left wing backs and right wing backs that, that, that get up the pitch, i.e., you know, Cancelo and Walker, who were just, I mean, Cancelo was a man of the match, and he played left back. So... You can have those players influence the game in tremendous ways, but we ran a, f a flat back five. So yes. it wasn't like Aaron and, and, and Luke correct. were getting up the pitch. So I just felt like he kind of said to the boys, let's just not get embarrassed. And I think in doing so, um, it looked worse than a Liverpool game for me. Um, the simple fact of the matter is Manchester City didn't even use a sub. And if you don't use a sub, that lets you know that the players that were out there on the pitch – for Man City, didn't even try hard. Like it wasn't even a it wasn't even a game to them. Pep Pep, without saying anything, basically just slapped us in the face by not even working his guys hard enough to put in one sub. So that was the, that was the biggest telling part for me when I when I reviewed it and I looked at the game again. As far as United was concerned, I completely agree with you. You know these players should you know, work harder and, and do those things. And I'm not going to debate whether or not we think Ole should be in charge. Cause I don't, I don't think that that's something that me and you disagree upon. I just want at this point, Ole does have enough uh, experience, if you will, to at least if you don't have people closing down on the ball, which is, I, I felt like Bruno was, was extremely ex responsible for not closing down on the mm -hmm. first Cancelo cross that Bailly let in. If you do have these players like Luke Shaw, who doesn't want to cross the ball out, and uh, Neves, or not, not Neves, but I can't remember who scored the second goal for City. If if you do have players that, that aren't going to try, he should at least at a minimum, because he knows that it's bad, he, he admitted as such after the game, take those guys out. And, I, and I've said that before about players that I love. I've said about players that I don't really like so much. If they're not performing, if they're not going to at least hustle, like you said, bare minimum stuff, I really think he would get a little bit more respect from me if he were to just say, okay, since you can't hustle and run, which is a minimum, I'm not expecting you to, to score 15 goals or create a worldly pass or, you know, get back and, 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 and defend, take the kids out. Give Jesse a run. Uh, give Mata a run. Give, give some of the players on the bench who haven't done anything to make me upset or to, to your point, shown that they don't give a crap or that they don't care for the crest give those guys a chance and for me that that you know him not switching it up and running the same guys out there and getting the same result 
it's almost like Ole doesn't doesn't care anymore either. And he's kind of probably confused as to why he's still in a job. Because it's, let's be honest, it's sacking season. Norris just fired their manager. Newcastle just fired their manager. In fact, if you look at it's about 25% of the Premier League has sacked their managers and That's moved on to newer and better things. So we're, we're basically sitting here as fans, um, frustrated, don't understand what the, the next move is. And it looks like to me he's going to make it through this international break and probably through the rest of the season so long as he makes top four. So I don't have a problem with people's perspective. Everyone has their own opinion. But for me, if I look at that game, it's it's unfortunate that we have to turn on the television or for fans that, that, that get a chance to, that are blessed enough to go. You go in there knowing that, and this is just my personal opinion, I don't think those players – know what the hell they're doing. And I've looked at the heat maps. I've got the backup information for me, and I, I'm not saying that I'm right. But if you look at the heat map from City and you look at our heat map, there's no dark zones because players are just scrambling around. If you look at the heat map of City, it's dark and red in our half for over 60% of the time. That lets you know that Pep has them drilled to not only press the ball, but also when they have it in their half, break through the lines. They didn't even run a striker. <laughs> Just imagine if they had a striker. Yeah, Jesus, uh, Jesus was um, shit. He, you saw him back on defense. Yeah, so I just, I just think Jesus, you look at this, he's the, to be the comparison and trash. Yeah. And, and always beat Pep before. But I think it was when he tried to at least be counterattacking. Yeah. I didn't even yeah. see that. I didn't, I didn't even see that on Saturday. So it's a sad time. Um I think Ole understands kind of where he's at. Harry Maguire has even come out, and I, I can't believe this isn't a bigger deal, but he's even come out and said that the players don't have belief. That's that's huge to me, um, the fact that he's come out and said that as the captain of United. Um, this is probably the worst, to your point, I completely agree with you, this is probably the worst time uh, for Ole as a manager. Oh, man. Uh- all right, let me break down some stuff you said. You, the, let's start with the back five, three, two that you start off with. You saw it in pregame, you see. When they, I, I don't know if you caught it in the, the pre-match. Um, I forgot who was it. Was it Robbie Musto or was it, is it, was it uh, uh, the other Robbie? Commenting on the way they're, the back five are warming up the way they were like all straight like you're talking about the straight back five right you know right. they're just like doing this little drill like one's coming up and heading the ball one's coming up and heading the ball and i think the another another um another uh, commentator stated that the fact that ronaldo was kind of non nonchalant kind of this didn't really i forgot what he said but what i took it the way i took it was he didn't give a fuck you know what i mean that he was, you know, uh, they they were doing a, a you know passing drill, you know, and he was in the middle and he really didn't you know engage. So it seemed like starting from the beginning, you see, this was disaster waiting to happen. Period. And you talk about this back five that you know like he was scared. <sighs> Again, I just these are professionals. I just I. This is where I know understand what you're saying about he's telling them, but 
at some point, they're professionals. They, you, they're internationals. Um, they know what to do. But for them to stay at a stiff back five for, what, 15, 20 minutes into the match, you know, a stiff back they didn't give. And then and then once uh, Bailly scored the goal, um, they, then they, went, they went to attacking the wingbacks. With, uh, with 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 and and, and, and and Luke Shaw, I, I that's yes, that's all they're telling them to do that, but it's just I don't know, man. Uh, and you talk about Bruno, not 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 you know not not covering somebody. I mean, you talk about Luke Shaw not covering somebody. Um, Harry McGuire, I mean. The, the midfield is atrocious. It's know. non-existent. It's non-existent. Yeah, well, and I think that that's, that's credit to Pep Guardiola for saying... I heard Gary Neville say something that I thought was so telling. He said that when he played yeah, and, a, yeah. and a lower team played against a back five, he got excited because they knew that Patrice and himself were going to have a field day. And that's what Pep did. You know, if, if, if I'm getting up the pitch as a midfield player, Bruno's got to get out to that position and go guard it. Well, now the middle's wide open and their mid three, their midfield three are doing whatever they want. You know, Basaka gets caught in. Well, Phil Foden's looking like Lionel Messi and he's running around in and out of channels. I mean, it was elementary. It was, it was literally like watching a practice where Manchester city called the youth team up to get a run around. So the guys could get fit again. That That's literally what it looked like. And it was a Manchester Derby. We've all grown up, not grown up, I'm sorry, but but as young adults, you and I, we remember watching derbies where it was a fight. There's a yes. challenge. Yes. There's a tackle put in. There's a yellow card. There's a controversial tackle here and there. I think the only person that got a card was, was it Bruno. Uh, Scott or was it Bruno? Uh, it was a... Well, you no, know, it might have been Ronaldo, actually. No, no, he, he should have got a card. Because you remember but, he put in that late challenge, but I, I want to say it was Bruno or Scott, one of the two, on the side. But my line. thing, you know, my thing is, it's like, it's it, it had no to your point, it had no, uh, you know, tenacity to it, no, you know, hunger to it, and and I, and again, I'm not saying, you know, if I'm Oli, I don't want to lose five nothing again, I don't want to lose at all, but I felt like just with him, anyways, it was it was actually Ronaldo. I felt like with him, it would have been more of a statement to the fans that at least I'm not going to give up. If we lose five to two, at least we tried to continue to score. And again, halftime came. I called for substitutions. I think you did. I think me and you texted. I said Sancho should come on. Sancho came on. Uh, Donnie came on. And he went back to his 4-2-3-1. So he was trying to get back to what he was normally used to doing. And they didn't, they didn't score. They didn't score again. Um, but I don't think City was trying to attack us at that point. So, you know, he he's trying to implement something, in my opinion, that doesn't work. I, I, I don't blame Cristiano Ronaldo, but again, if I don't think Ole's telling them not to hustle. And I think what's running into Ole, what's finally caught up with him, the main thing for me is, and I, you can tell me if you think I'm wrong, I think the nice guy thing has basically let these players know that if I just run around and jog, if I just you know, hang out and maybe get back, as long as we win, he's not going to drop me. Whereas 
Could you imagine if any of our players, you could pick any of them, if they play for Chelsea or Liverpool or 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 uh, or, or or City, Pep Guardiola would sit them down with in a heartbeat if they didn't press. And that's that's what I'm saying. Where Ole's got to at least to your point go. Okay, if you can't score, if you can't get assists, you're gonna run. And if you don't do that, there's 11 other guys, and I'm gonna give an opportunity to. To, to go out there and at least run around and try and and give me some kind of heart. I think that's where he's at. I, I hope that at Watford, I hope he drops Harry. Not out of, I hate Harry and he's a horrible guy. Just show him and show the fans that you're not going to allow players to not at least, they don't, if they're not going to try, like Harry and Luke Shaw for the second goal that Silva scored, they just gave up. Yeah. And he didn't and he scored a goal. So, I just think that he's got to send a message because I don't think he's going to get another job after this. But if but he could, I think if he goes down with the ship, at least trying to do something different. And at this point, I don't think he's doing that. Bring up the bring up all the youth, right? Uh, yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. Give give Ahmad a try. I know he just got back and he scored a goal within six minutes. Give him a try. Sholatore, give him a try. Palistri, bring him back from loan. I think they have kids who would love to show the world. And I think that's what – I think you brought this up last pod. Show the world, just like Rio said in his podcast this week. It's not just about the manager, right? The manager's leading the ship, and he's the one that I would die for. Mm. But have a sense of pride about yourself because the players are looking at themselves after this game. I mean, you saw David De Gea's reaction – you know, before he got into the locker room, these guys are pissed. They're not happy. They're not going home and, and high-fiving. They're pissed off because they look stupid, right? Let's just be honest. They look like they're weak. They look like they don't know how to play. They look stupid. Mm-hmm. So they're going to, they're for me, they're going to go back to, well, why is this guy still playing? Why is our leader allowing this guy to still play? If he's not hustling or doing what we coached in practice, why does he continue to let him play? So I think, again, I don't think these players will ever turn on Ole. I just think that the, that what's going on out on the pitch is there's no game plan. Like, you just you, you set us up, and then we don't know what we're supposed to do, so we don't understand why he's not overlapping. He's doing it in, If he's doing it in practice, I would assume that he would do it again on, on the pitch for the game, but that's clearly not happening. So... I just think you have a coach who was put into a too big of a position. You have assistant coaches who did not have any experience and they're they're thrown into the mix. It's a it's a horrible combination because it's gonna happen. You watch. Fred's gonna go back home for Brazil and he's gonna look like an amazing player. Cause I I, I wanna ask you a question. I want and I want I wanna see what your thought is. Okay. Do you think that if Fred is thrown into Liverpool, Manchester City, or Chelsea, do you think he would make that team worse? Worse? I don't think. Worse. I don't think he'd get a sniff. No, no, no. If I'm saying if he played, do you think if he played, would he make them worse? Because I agree with you, he wouldn't start. I'm saying if you threw him into those teams, would he make them worse? I mean, you're talking about with somebody with already that with Salah and. Fabinho, I'm saying, you know. I'm saying, their players. Yep, they're 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 the exact players. They're exact coaches. 
I just do you I, think I, I don't I think he'd be non-existent basically uh, my thing is and I appreciate you answering I think he wouldn't and I think he would fit in just fine and I don't and I don't think he would do to your point you're 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 hitting it right on the head I don't think he would do anything spectacular no but I don't but I don't think he'd screw it up I don't think he'd come in there and then all of a sudden they start looking worse in the midfield and I think that's that's the thing with Ole where I look at things and I go you don't have a group of crappy players <laughs> You don't like you came in second last year with this same group, and yes, Liverpool was hurt, and yes, Chelsea had to get their manager switched to the middle of the season. Yes, those things happen. That's that's a fact, and they happen, but that's life. But I don't think that the majority, the Brunos, the the Fred, even the Scots, I don't think those players who I dog out, I don't think that if you threw them into these other squads, I don't think they make those squads worse or make them start losing. And that's that's to me when I start thinking about it in that perspective, I I really look at him and I go, you really have to to start to show me more, because I think what you've done is everything you can do, you've you've changed the locker room culture, everyone in there they all hang out. You saw them all the other day. I don't know if you saw the picture or not. They're all going out to dinner and hanging out and having a good time. You don't throw them under the bus. They all train. They at least train. I don't know if they're working on tactics, but they're running, so they're fit. He's changed the culture of the club, and he's brought it back to where people want to come back to the stadium, watch things. Maybe a little bit has to do with COVID as well, but he's done as much as he can do. And I think with the players he has, he should be doing a lot better. He's not, and we're just not responding. Can I ask you a question? Yes. Just because you brought up Fred. Um, Uh, does Fred make the Liverpool squad? The starting squad? I'm just saying, does he make the Liverpool squad? Can he get in? Yes. Really? Absolutely. Oh. And, I, and I'll tell you why. I I think... Str- Go ahead, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. Let's, let me profess it. Does he start for Liverpool? No. City? No. Uh, Chelsea? No. Tottenham? Yes. Arsenal. Yes. Okay. And I don't because this is the thing. I don't. Scott Scott would start for a lot of top six clubs, <clears throat> and I and this is my thing, and I think you hit it right on the head. It's not that every single player at Manchester City or Chelsea or Liverpool are these worldies. They just do exactly what they're supposed to do amazingly well. Like, Cancelo, two or three years ago, wasn't this, oh, my God, Cancelo was just, it, it wasn't like that. But you stick him into a system that he, that fits him because the coach picked him to play in his system. I don't think Ole does it. I think Ole says, okay, you're a big-time player. I'm, I, I, I want you on my squad. You can play football really well, but I run a 4-2-3-1. So you may not fit that, but you're a good, you're a good football player. You can, you can pass the ball pretty well. You do it on your international team, and you did it on the team before, so I want you. He doesn't say, which is what he should do is, I have this great system. You press the ball really well, or mm-hmm. you play defense really well, or you can score goals alone by yourself because you're good being by yourself. He doesn't do that. Mm-hmm. He basically says, you're a good football player. You play great for your international team. You play great for your last team. 
So I'm going to stick you into the team, not a system, not a formation, the, the Manchester United team. And I think that's the difference. Yes, Scott could play for Liverpool. Would he start? No, but he could come in and play. And I don't think he's going to make them worse. I And this is the other thing. If Scott or Fred or Paul or Bruno, if any of those guys were on Tuchel's team or Pep's team or Klopp's team and they didn't press and hustle, he'd, he'd remove them. He would remove them and he would sit them down and he would say, you didn't earn it. And so you have to sit your butt down. That's why I want to I want to see. If, go ahead. I'm sorry. <clears throat> well, since you brought it up, I'm not going to since you brought it up. Mourinho got killed because he did the same thing to Paul Pogba. Did he not? He said, yes. He said, Paul, yes. you're not, you don't work hard yes. enough. And, but, he, but, but what Mourinho did, he said it on the media. So that's where every all the Paul Pogba acolytes were all upset, got all the feathers that you know Mourinho actually just showed the world what Paul Pogba is. He's a one-trick pony. That's where I see. That's what I see. That's I mean... But and I think that's Marino, totally fine. I, I think Marino that's did, fine. Marino did that. So now you're saying that if Tom Tuchel did that to Paul, if, if Klopp did that to Paul, all the Paul Pogba acolytes wouldn't be out there. Oh, my God. You're not playing Paul Pogba. I think if Tuchel said to the press, Paul's this or Paul's that, and I know why Jose did it. Jose did it because he was trying to make sure that you were on his side. Right? He's making it about him and I think that's the difference between a great manager and just somebody who's had a, a great run a great manager always protects their players always and then choose them out when nobody knows about it great example was Sir Alex Ferguson you told me the story a long time ago he goes to Ruud van Nistelrooy and he says I know you're one goal away from from having the golden boot but I ain't gonna play you you're gonna sit here and you're gonna watch now we never knew this story, right? We never heard about it until Rude was gone, retired, and finished. Then he tells a story about how Sir Alex Ferguson said, you ain't playing. You're sitting here, even though you could get a huge accolade, it could go to our club, we got a golden boot winner, I'm going to sit your butt down. It's it's fine, and I've said this a million times. If, if any player, Paul Pogba, Tony, all those guys that I love, if those guys aren't good enough to fit your system, you have to sit them. You just can't go into, and this is my opinion, you just can't go into the media and go, man, he's trash in practice. He's trash on the field. I, listen, that's for me and you to do. That's why we have this outlet. That's why people in the podcast world, and I know the pundits, that's why they're there. That's their job. The manager's job is to have an even balance of asshole and brother or father, however you want to say it. You have to have a happy medium. You can't be one. That's what Oli is. He's the brother. He's the friend. He's the arm around the shoulder. Mm-hmm. And then you got Jose, asshole, douche. I don't give a shit. I'm just going to say it. I'm going to piss you off. I don't care. You have to have both. When you got that combination, and they call it man-manager, when you have that combination, because Sir Alex would cuss your ass smooth out at halftime. And Rio's talked about this week. It was a healthy fear, healthy fear where I want to play for you. I love you. But God damn it, if I don't step up and do what I got to do, he's going to pull your ass and sit you on the bench. That's what I want. 
I don't want my manager catching headlines because he's talking about players. I want my manager to come out and say, we, the team, stunk it up. We, I, need to do better as a coach. Not this guy. I'm going to blame that guy. I don't I don't need that. You do, do that do, behind bro. closed doors, and I think that's, that's where that should stay. That's just my opinion. Like I said, some people like it out loud. They like it in their face. That's your opinion. That's where you're at. Mourinho made it about himself. That's you're correct. Yes, but he that's did. all I'm saying. He did. I mean, but that's a deflection to take it off of players. Have you ever watched when he did interviews at Real Madrid, or he did interviews at Inter? He never really talks about players in the press. Um, and these these things that with about about the Paul Pogba thing got out leaked because there was video of of that. You know when Paul was like coming in and lollygagging and Marino like you know like basically put Paul in his place and Paul was like pussy and did what Paul did um, and that's the whole that's the whole thing and that's all the divide between Mourinho and the Paul Papa acolytes you know that you know that Paul Marino doesn't know what he's doing no man you can't you cannot compare because there's there's players like uh, Diego what's his name um, Simeone uh, no, the ones that came in from Inter, all the Kellini, all those key, all those, all those, all those players from the Inter teams, all those players with the Porto teams, even the Real Madrid teams uh, of, of, of Mourinho, they loved Mourinho and, and his man management because he protected them, because he took all the he took all the flack and he took all the blame and he he took on the press, you know, like about because he made it about himself. You're correct, he made it about himself. He said, "I'm Mourinho, and I'm this." I've won this. I've won this. You know, he did that, and that's a man management technique that, it, I mean, you might not agree with, but it deflected off the players. Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying I, I, I don't, and I know we don't want to get into Pogba and Mourinho because they're they're like done with the club, in my opinion. I just want Ole to, he's he's got to find that balance, and I, I and I hope that he finds that balance because this is. I don't think that the club wants to win a trophy per se this season. I think they definitely want to get top four. I think they're showing that because again, it's a seven, it's an eight million dollar buyout. Um, you know, they they told Conte no, or Conte told them no. I don't know, but I just think that at this point they've got to look at things and say, okay, it's not going well. We're in a rut. The best thing for us to do as a club and for me as a coach is to just mix it up a little bit. You know, it is is to is to tell Mingi and to tell, you know, Ahmad and tell Sholatore, we're mixing it up. We're gonna play Jesse, we're gonna play Donnie, we're, we're gonna play Edison. We're gonna we're gonna just mix it up because what we're doing right now isn't working. And I and I, you know, I think he might get a tune out of the guys. Because I don't think Ole's the type of guy that's going to go cuss someone out. or And maybe he's doing it. Maybe he's doing it and the guys are laughing at him. But everything that I hear from the reporters is it's a it's a happy time. I, I There was a guy that did a podcast I watched the other day, the Masterclass, and he watches the games. He goes there live. And he's saying he, he, the, the game's going on, and literally Ronaldo is is standing. The game's going on. He's standing on the halfway line with his hands on his hips. Now, if that's a real coach, if that's you, let's just say you, you're in his butt saying, get it moving, go help out. You're you're doing something. Whereas Ole came back on the pitch after halftime, he was smiling. 
Pep was focused. He's looking at his players as if we're down. He's down by two. I just think his heart and his soul is so nice. He's just a nice, very, very sweet, loving guy. He doesn't have it in him to say, I, you gotta do this. You got like, there's no, there's no healthy fear there. So if I was him, I would mix it up. Um, You know, he's got this international break. You just reported to me there that there's some players who are going to stay back. You know, maybe he tells them, look, my job's on the line. I got, I got to switch it up. I got to try something new. You know, we're coming back to Watford, which is a game we should win. Um, We're going to try something new. We're not going to do the same old thing. It's not working. Clearly we've got what four points out of the last 12 games We've got to be able to show, you know, some fight, some hunger, some some determination. And the only way to do that is to, you know, essentially shake things up. So, you know, I I, I don't think that there's going to, you know, I, I know I think you I think you said FA Cup. There's a chance for that. I just don't see if we come up against a half decent team. I just don't see us having the the with with him leading the ship. I, I just don't see how it happens. Um, I do still see, you know, moments of brilliant, brilliantness, or that's not a word, but moments brilliance, of brilliant, brilliance, yes. brilliance. <laughs> I still see that happening. I do the same. Thing. <laughs> uh, I, I still see Ronaldo scoring goals, uh, Bruno getting assisting goals. I still see those things happening. Um, but player development, player growth, actual tactics. I'm sorry, man. I I don't see it. It's a it's a it's a sad state of affairs. It really, really is probably the saddest as a fan I've been. I you know with with Van Hall, it was boring. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. It wasn't this exciting brand of football, but we won and we lifted a trophy. So you know, for me, I'm like, at least we were winning things. It wasn't like we were lifting Champions Leagues or Premier League titles, but you know, we're winning things with Mourinho. It was a circus and I, and I, and I didn't like the circus, but we were winning things. So I wanted to transition with you and I know we, we got some other topics we want to get into, but I wanted to get your perspective on, because I know we're on two, you're on a whole other planet when it comes to this, this, what I want to ask you. Okay. I, I strongly feel like United is at a moment where they have to ditch the old school way. And by that, I mean, I'm fine with the three-year coach as long as we get some titles and Champions Leagues and Premier League trophies, and I know that you're not. I feel like if you look around the league, that's kind of the way that it's gone with with a couple of exceptions. Mm -hmm. And I think the only reason why those exceptions exist is because those teams are winning things. Um, Because Chelsea just got a new manager. They just fired Frank Lampard. So... With the exception of Liverpool and City, I think it's kind of the way that the league has gone. There's no more Arsene Wenger's. There's no more Sir Alex Ferguson's. Those those figureheads, those cornerstones, I don't think those exist. And I think United need to get on that wave of let's get some wins and then let's move on to the next. And I know you're not on that wave, but I just think that that's where I think that's where football is. So regarding regarding your question. Um... And yet we have to be brutally honest, period. The Glazers are not giving up this cash cow uh, that is Manchester United. No matter what these social media honks, uh, these YouTubers that think they have power, no matter what they say. So when I say that, are the 
because you ask about these three-year projects, boom, 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 you know, like cities and all that. Are our owners going to invest millions of dollars every time we have a coaching change? Because I mean, in the I mean, in the past, Moyes, Van Hall, Mourinho, Solskjaer. We still have players on the books that are under the Sir Alex Ferguson days. Yeah. In four coaches, four managers, I'm sorry. These owners have have basically said to each manager, "You deal with what you're doing." And yes, we'll bring in four, you know, one or two players that you'd want to pacify you. So, by what you're asking, no, it's not going to work because we don't have the backing of upper the monies. Basically, are you going to buy? You mean you, you mean for the coaches, or do you mean for you mean to 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 buy out coaches? What you're saying? No, no. We, I mean, we still have what? How many coaches do we still have in the books? Now, I think we still have David Moyes. We barely paid him off. What I'm saying is, we don't have a management structure or an ownership structure to basically pay blow up a team every time we hire a, a new manager because every time we hire a new manager they're going to want to play their players their system right and, and what i'm saying is is we have a, an ownership group that is going to tell a manager this is what you're going to have to work with right so we need a manager and i'm not saying this is the old school thing with sir alex or sir matt busby but if you want to talk about standard, everybody talks about, oh, this is where's the United Standard? Where's the United Standard? The United Standard for the past eight years has, has been blowing up the project and restarting. And just like you know, like any college coach, I mean, any program to be developed, you need time. You can't expect instant results, period. Because you need to bring your own players, your own recruits, that's going to play your system and start believing in you. So we start blowing it up after every three years. Then that's one system out the drain. When you have already a recruiting class or three years of recruiting classes, believing in the, the previous manager. Or I mean, I'm just I'm just it's an analogy towards college football. So if you bring in what our what our standard was is the Sir Alex way, is the Sir Matt Busby way, is promo promoting from the youth. Because you said uh, regarding, you know, Sir Alex's uh, success and Sir Matt Busby's success was bringing kids up that are United kids, period. The class of 92. I mean, even Sir, uh, Matt Busby had, the, you know, the Dennis Laws, the Sir Bobby Charlton's, the, you know, I mean, unfortunately what happened, you know, in Munich, you know, all those kids, the surviving players from that kid, that, that they built United. They built Manchester United. So the class of '82 is what built Manchester United. You say Manchester. I mean, they brought in all these top players. If you think about all, as many top players they brought in, it's not that many that actually succeeded. The David Beckham's, the Gary Neville's, the Bunt, the Blood, the Butts. You know the, the the Phil Neville's, the you know the Sharps. All those. I mean, all those United. You know the, the players that came through the ranks, those are the ones that made United. 
and that is Manchester United. So yes, I mean we're on two different orbits, but your orbit is you we you think we have met, uh, an ownership group that can think that oh we're gonna blow it up to successfully do that. EC is to you know to, to you know to bring in a manager every three years. You're gonna have to blow up the group every three years, and we still have Phil Jones on the books. EC. We still have Juan Mata on the books from the David Moyes days. We still have what? I mean, from the Van Hall days, Martial on the books. I mean, we I mean we have these players still on the books that this is don't fit the program, but yet so, we're, we're paying them big wages. So what is what is your expectation for the club as far as winning things is concerned? This year, nothing. No, 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 no! Not this year's a wrap. I'm talking about going forward. This, this year we're allowed to write it off. <laughs> we're not winning anything this year. I'm talking about going forward. What is your expectations as a fan for winning things? And I mean all things, all all kinds of like what? What's your expectation for Champions League? What's your expectations for Premier League? What's your expectations for FA Cup? What is your expectations for winning things going forward? Well, for next year, or I, I mean. This is the reason I don't. I didn't see Conte as the um, the new manager, right? The, the this 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 the savior that's gonna come in and yeah, he, he might do it for a year, like but what he what he does, right? He's like a he's like a baby daddy. I mean, you know, what I mean, you come in, treat your kids right, real quick. You mean a dead, the deadbeat day, baby daddy? Deadbeat baby daddy. There you go. Yeah. He'll come and treat your kids right real quick. Buy him a fucking PS5, and then he finds a new, <laughs> new, you know, new, new squeeze. And he's got to buy a pack of cigarettes. He'll be back in the morning. Yeah, and then he's gone. So that's yes. that, that's why I said I never, I never, when everybody's, you know, oh, Conte this and Conte that, and then you looked at his CV, you see, and <laughs> your resume says a lot about you. When you can't hold down a job, that means it's not you. I mean, it's not the people that hire you. It's technically you because you can't really hold down a job. And it also says a lot for you if you keep getting hired, in my personal opinion. Exactly. I mean, I mean, you might be. I mean, hey, hey, there's there. I mean, there's there's several fucking guys. The men have been married five times, and I know it. Then and they always get divorced. I mean, it does. I mean. It doesn't say they're fucking good guys. It just means if, that they're fucking Rico Suave in the fucking interview process. So if no. if they can leave things behind. So so what is, so again, what is your expectation for trophies and wins? What are you expecting you want, as a Manchester you, United you want, fan? I mean to tell you what's gonna happen, easy. Oh, Ole will make it to the after the Christmas break. Period. After the Christmas break, he'll get let go. United, I'm pretty sure. If they not have already started with Edwin Van der Sar, uh talking to Ten Hag's uh, Eric Ten Hag's um, uh, people, but Eric Ten Hag is not leaving. I mean, this gets into our next topic. So, it kind of, thank you, BC. You just kind of rushed. You know, you got me in there. Um, Eric Ten Hag is not leaving fucking Ajax this season. Period. He's already said he didn't take the Tottenham job. He didn't take the Barcelona job. Because he he'd already signed a t- an extension to to IX for the next for 2023. Eric Tanheg is our next United coach. He'll be signed uh, after the season 
And I'm not saying, and that's kind of barring the fact that if Ola makes a miraculous, a miraculous Champions League run and we win Champions League. Because they know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I'm being serious, you see, right? If you I win, do. If you I, it win makes Champions me laugh. League, it's yeah. not, I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing at what you said. If he wins Champions League, then we're fucked. I'm being serious. But the only thing that, if all he could do is take us to top four and he bows out, if they'd say, you know what, we're done. And I think, I think every, I mean, every, on all parties, um, they're done. I have no source. I just have a feeling. I think top four is just like winning Champions League. That's my personal opinion. No. For the Glazers, not for you and me. I'm saying for the Glazers. Because they know they know these players are, are I mean are good enough. They know that these players, uh, top four is was you know you invest that much in the summer to bring in Ronaldo Varane and you already won second. You were in your 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 job is to win the fucking league and get in, in Champions League. So uh, if he survives Christmas, if he survives Christmas. Um, that's because he's that's because he already made it into the round of 16 in the Champions League, you know, or going into the round of 16 in Champions League. And he's if he if he survives Christmas with a um, top you know six rating, he survives. But I don't think Ole will survive Christmas. I believe they'll uh, promote. Hopefully, if they don't do something stupid by bringing in another coach from another team that. It will total will totally change the trajectory of this club um, if they don't do anything stupid like that, like bringing this uh, Ragnarok or Ragnar Ragnar or whatever as the interim coach, and he pulls an Ole off and wins nine games in a row and gets a fucking contract extension for or a contract for the next three years, and you know just bullshit. Ten Hag is a coach. Period. He has he has the DNA. Of a long-term coach that can that you know that we can that that looks at youth, you see. Look at Ajax; they're all youth, and he has tactics. And he's out of the Pep Guardiola, you know, little you know, coaching tree. So he has tactics. I just think I, that I, I'm just. This is my thing. The same way that you felt about Conte and how I was all Conte's the guy. Yeah. Ten Hag could be the same thing. We don't, we don't, we're not going to know till they show up. We're not going to know till they get here. And Manchester United is not any other club. This is not my personal opinion, guys. This is, it is the biggest club in the world. That's a fact. Yeah. So when you get here, if you're Conte, if you're, you know, Ten Hag, if you're Dan Neg, any of these guys, it's a different ball game. It's a whole different ball game. So. There's no, there was no guarantee that 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 Conte, who I wanted, was going to be like a slam dunk. It's the same way with Ten Hag. There's no guarantee that these guys are going to be slam dunks because I get, I think again to your point, they're going to come in and want to do their own thing, and some players might fit and some players might not, and it might not work. So, you know, I understand what you're saying. I just think for me, my my expectations for the club is to win things. That's that's what I want to see. And I'm not worried about the players. Um, I get caught up in which players I like more and which ones I don't like that much. And I think that's something that I've been kind of sucked into. And I think that's kind of been the issue with Ole and with majority of the Manchester United fans is that they're sucked into these names. And I think that's kind of where, you know, I, I've got to do a lot better 
of making sure that I'm not caught up in names and I'm stick sticking more to United. Whereas, you know, we're sticking our necks out on the line for players and we're expecting these coaches to come in and do these things instead of saying we want United to be um, the best. Mm. And I'm not accusing you of that. I'm saying I'm putting myself on that sword. I'm, I'm, I'm falling on that sword. Um, you know, saying this player is going to do this and this player is going to do that instead of, again, saying what is United going to do? So that's that's why I'm saying my, my new my new theory, new thought is I'm not worried so much about who comes in because it's not going to be a slam dunk because this is a whole different ball game they're yeah. stepping into. I don't care who you are. I just know that when you come in here, the shoes that you're trying to fill, you'll never do it. You'll never be better than Busby. You'll never be better than Sir. You'll never will. You could win. You could win three straight Champions Leagues. You still ain't there. I don't you know about win, that. I don't know what you, you see. You could. I, I mean, we. What did, what did Neville win? Eleven by himself. Beckham went the gigs. They won what? Twelve, thirteen. You talking about player or coach? I'm saying Sir Alex won at least eleven uh, Premier League titles. But you said so, Champions League. Sir Alex only won two. I, Matt only won I, I, one. I'm saying I'm saying Premier League titles. Oh, so okay. and, and, right. and 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 to win one Champions League is crazy, but he won two. So so that in of itself, you're not you're not going to come in and become greater than those guys, in my personal opinion. So, you know, I just think that the way that I see it, the expectations for the of the board, because I agree with you, they are the BL end all. They are the ones that are gonna say who comes, who goes. They're, they're the gatekeepers. I think they're very concerned about Champions League because that's exposure, that's contracts, that's money, that's revenue. And that's something that, if for everything that's going horrible, that's something that we're killing it at. We got all kinds of sponsorships better than ju- just about anybody in the world still. And that's, again, why my point of us being a whole different beast is proven. Because look at Barcelona, look at Real Madrid. They're falling apart at the seams during a pandemic where we're thriving because we are who we are. So I, I just, I would, I would love for that to happen, but I, I feel like the way that the, the way that things are going, Ole getting top four would be just as big as him winning the Champions League in their eyes. We all know what it is. If we scrape top four, I would be shocked. I would be beyond shocked. I, I think if we finish top six at this point where we look, I would be shocked. I think that's the only way he gets sacked because they're looking at it and going, if he if he gets top four, what's the problem? Players are going to want to come because they're going to want to play Champions League football. We just got a $136 million deal to play in Champions League next year, and it's probably more than that. I'm probably way off. And he's keeping everyone happy. No one's upset. No one's pissed. So I just look at things, and I, and I look at the way that other clubs are, are ripping it up, tearing it apart, starting over again, and winning things. I, I want Manchester United to get back to winning things. It's been, what is this now, four seasons since we've won anything. And I just think that we're a culture of, of winners. I'm over the whole DNA thing. I just know we've won. We, we are serial winners, and it's just been so long. I don't see it happening this season. I don't see how we can go long in a tournament. Um, and so, you know, I'm, I'm hopeful um, that they hurry up and do it. But I'm realistic enough to know that if he stays close and hovers, you know, to where it's mathematically possible for him to get top four, he's not going anywhere. Right? What is he right now? Eight? <coughs> yeah, he's eighth, yeah. So he's not going to, 
you know, if he can sniff top four, they're not going to pull the trigger. Until it's mathematically impossible and he's like a Europa guy, they're going to stick with him. I don't see ten. The only way Ten Hag comes is if you get fifth place or sixth, lower than fourth. No, I think I, 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 with with the relationship with, like I said, Vanessar, and like you said about the United DNA, I think I think uh, that um, Vanessar would already tell Ten Hag on what to expect when coming to United, and I think he, you know, him doing what he's done because he, I mean, his teams get blown up, but. Almost every other year, EC. You know, look, I mean, look with Frankie Dion, you know, DeLitt, the, I mean, look at Van de Beek, uh, Zayic, you know, him getting to this <laughs> Champions League semifinal and his team getting blown up and then, you know, him having to rebuild, uh, you know, youth, basically. He would be perfect for United because what Murtaugh has been doing for United the past couple of years and the youth recruitment and signing these kids, um, I think you're looking if he gets Ted Hag, and we need to get. I mean, we and the thing is, we need to get a lot of dead wood off the books. Period. A lot of dead wood. Are you saying that from a financial standpoint or a tactical standpoint? What? what tactical why do you say that? Tactical. I mean, do you want to keep? Do you want to keep uh, Bill Jones? Do you want I don't to care Juan- if he doesn't if he doesn't play. I don't care. Do you want to keep Juan Mata? If 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 a player doesn't sniff the pitch, exactly. I don't care because exactly. this is this is goes back to that money thing. I don't care that they're getting paid one hundred and twenty five thousand dollars a week. I could care less. No, but they're, that's for, they're first teamers. That's for the they're, owners. They're first teamers, and what I say is they're taking up a spot for somebody that can actually get promoted from the the the, the youth and get some sort of playing time. That's what I'm saying. But that's but but that's coaching. Because yeah, if Ten yeah, Hag yeah. comes here and he says Ahmad's a better player than Phil Jones, I want him. Then he's going to get him. That has I mean, nothing I mean, to do with yes. the owners. No, but again, when they talk about first teamers, why are we still paying this guy X amount of bucks when he's sitting on the bench? That's the thing. I mean, when, that's the thing. That's, that, that's the thing where I understand about. I'm not saying you don't, but I understand. I kind of like okay. They're going to justify putting a kid still back in the youth when they're not paying them big money wages and then still having this anchor, you know, because we're, we're paying them a hundred, you know, a hundred K, you know what I mean? I, you know what I mean? That's, it's a justification to try to, 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 I'm not saying write off an asset, but some sort of, you know, some sort of along the lines of trying to write off an asset. Right, I just think that's bad business. As far as coaching is concerned, if you put out a business again, the contract and extending them, I mean, that is, I mean, that is what it is, right? Right, but that doesn't mean you have to play them. If you sign, if you sign Eric Bailly, which they just there's only so many first team spots. But this is my point. If you (laughs) sign, if you sign the guy to an extension like Eric Bailly, that doesn't mean you have to play him. That means he can go into your reserves. That means he can be on your bench. You can give a guy a huge contract to keep him to stay here, and it needs to be more than it was when you first originally signed him. That doesn't mean you have to play him. So if a new coach comes in and says, I've got Sancho who's on 200, I've got Van de Beek who's on 100, and my system doesn't – on Pogba who's on four. No, or Ronaldo. Right. Just because they're on that money, I don't have to play those guys because those owners are going to go, okay – 
you're not playing this kid and I'm giving him 150 grand a week. The 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 coach, the Tin Hag or the content, whoever it is, mm-hmm. his justification to that is wins. So if you're if you're losing <laughs> and you're getting your butt handed to you and Phil Jones or whoever it is is on the bench making 200,000 grand a week and the owners are going, "Hey man, we just we just paid Sancho 73 million. We're, he's getting paid 200,000 dollars a week. Why aren't you playing him? You guys are losing." <clears throat> Then you look like you don't know what you're doing. But I look at Sancho right now, who's not playing. Van de Beek's not playing. They're on huge wages. I know. I mean, and let's get get back to the business that aspect. You see, you're going to tell, and this is, I mean, I, I I always see it in NFL and NBA, where the where basically the coach, the players have more power than the owner, the, the managers. You're going to tell the owner, they're going to go to the GM and say, dude, I, I make you so much money in jersey sales, and you I'm sitting on, I'm not even on the fucking bench. This yeah. is where players have, this is what I hate. I mean, this is where I'm pretty sure why why Sir Alex left. is because players got more power than the manager, and you see it today. Players are going to go bitch to the their their agents. I mean, we, we've seen it. Well, the biggest bitch was Mineriola. Um, recently, uh, they're gonna go bitch to the you know the general man, the, the the director of football or whatnot, and they're they're saying you're on all these big wages. I mean, why am I why not why am I not playing? Right. <laughs> um, just like a GM in football that has overrided managers on playing certain players. Because well, we can't afford to sit him because he's on big contract. Because it happens in the NFL, you see, right? Am I not correct? No, I'm not saying I'm and, not and, saying and the no, NFL I, is the same as soccer, though. I, and your point's valid with the NFL. It's a what business, you see. It's a business, but I, right? But what I'm saying, everyone that's in sport is in the business of winning. Everyone from the worst team to the best team, they're all in the business of winning. And each coach that gets hired. The only reason why they're going to be in a job is because they're winning. The reason why they get <laughs> fired is because they lose games. So I under your point of why is this guy on the bench and he's or why is he in the reserves and he's making one hundred fifteen thousand dollars a week? It's totally valid, but that's the business side. That's not the sports side. So as a coach, if I come to you and I, and I the GM goes, "Hey man, this guy's pissed off. He's talking to Mineriola, and the Mineriola is going to the owner, and he's saying." This guy's on 200 grand, and why doesn't he play? The coach is going to go, he's crap. You made that deal. I don't like him. He doesn't hustle in practice. He doesn't do what I ask him to do when I play him. So I'm not going to play him. It's me or him. And that's my point. A coach with balls, a coach who understands tactics of what he wants to do, not what the world or not what the it's popular to 4-3-3 and it's popular to 4-2-3-1 with a double pivot. No. This is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. These players fit. I'm not mm-hmm. concerned. It's not my cash. I'm not giving Harry Maguire mm-hmm. $80 million to come here. You did that. Mm-hmm. I said I wanted him. You paid the money to go get him. Mm-hmm. It's my decision to play him or not to play mm-hmm. him. So it's not about the wages. That's not the manager's job. The manager's job is to put the coaches, the players, in the best position to win week in and week out. So your points are valid. I'm not saying that it doesn't make business sense. That would be ludicrous to think that. Mm-hmm. But a manager's job is to ensure that they win the game. What did Tony Dungy say? We you you play to win the game. No, that's Her- what everyone does. That's Herman Edwards, boss. That's Herman, Herman Edwards. Edwards. Yes, you play to win the game. You don't. It, well, you didn't have that many rushing yards today. 
You play to win the game. Well, you didn't have that many assists today. You play to win the game. It, none of that stuff matters. That money, that's why I try to separate the two. It, it has nothing to do with the fans. It has nothing to do with the coaches. It has nothing to do with those players who are getting it. It has everything to do with the owners, the billionaires, the multi-billionaires, might I add, that are paying those contracts. So if Ten Hag came here and you got Paul Pogba, who's on four hundred grand a week, and he's stinking the joint up, Ten Hag would say, see you later, buddy. You're not playing you're you're gonna you're gonna either cry on the bench to your to your manager or you're gonna cry to the fans on your social media. That's what that's what that's what that's what managers with balls do. They don't go out in the media and say mm-hmm. he didn't do this. He did. They just don't play you. And you gotta you gotta take it. You gotta be a man. You gotta take it. So I I think I think you're looking at the business side. I don't think you're looking at the management side. I think they're completely uh-huh. separate from the from 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 each yeah. other. Completely, a good coach. No, no, you're right. You're correct. So I guess there's a, a certain portion of the fan base uh, by what you just said that um, uh, they um, are Josie Mourinho uh, deserves a apology from the certain fan base that you're talking about. But I'll move on. Uh, real quick, because we have some time to, we have, we're running out of time. Uh, do you not agree? Player rating, they nobody gets above a five, and it's probably an on average, everybody, maybe an average of three by everyone. If that, if we were being extremely nice. Wow, dude, okay, yeah, okay. You're more harsh than I was, okay. All right, all right, because I don't want to go into, it's just, it's just, you know, this is depressing. Um, injury, injuries, EC. Mm. Mm. You said, I mean, because and we'll make this quick. We'll make the injuries real quick because there's been several. And I'll bring, I'll bring, I'll bring them. Um, <coughs> the Rashford, I think, pulled out of international duty. Uh, mm. I heard uh, um, you know, Shaw pulled out of inter- international duty. Obviously, we could talk about Greenwood and the Greenwood Sancho thing and what the hell's happening with Greenwood and. And uh, that motherfucker, what's his name? The, the the England coach, you know, talking shit. I mean, come on, man. That makes me mad. That makes me mad. I mean. You already know how I feel about Southgate. He's a loser. But it is what it is. No, that that's trash. What you said about Greenwood, that's trash. But you brought up uh, some 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 not some uh, news today that I didn't know. I saw that he had pulled out of international duty, but now you said that he's out till the next year. That is he's done. He's done. Okay. He's done. He he is. In my opinion, I'm making another prediction. My last uh-huh. one was trash, but he played his very last game for United against who was that? Tottenham. Uh, Spurs. Tottenham. No, no. Yeah, that Liverpool, was Liverpool. 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 That was his last match at United. Because if you look at the fact that he's out for the rest of the year, transfer window is going to come and go. No contract's going to get signed because you can't sign an injured player. He's out of here. I, I don't see him playing for us ever again. That was the last game that he played. It was an atrocious game, but that's what they're going to remember him as. And I he pulled something so bad. It was an, and it was a regular shot. He was just taking a shot on goal. He passed it to a coach. Coach passed it back. He took a shot. You could hear him scream. He did walk off on his own power, uh, but I the report right away was end of the year. 
Um, he'll be back next next year. So, you know, it's almost January, so he'll be back. But I don't think he plays anymore. Um, and if you get your wish, I don't see a new coach coming in and messing with him. I don't think because you, you're going to, you like you said, that, back to that business part, right? Take it to the owners and say, we're going to get as much as we can for this kid, 40 to 50 million, and he's out. He, he'll get his dream of going to Los Blancos and he'll play for those guys until he's done and then he comes to the MLS. That's that's where he's his trajectory is gone. But I don't see him ever playing again for United. When he told me that, when he said he's out to the next year, because we, we're in what, middle, middle November and December, mm-hmm. right? <clears throat> You're saying he can't get back for the Christmas break. I mean that's what I that's what I took took out of it, right? Yeah, he's done. He's not playing until after Christmas. That means I don't know the extent of the injury. I'm not going to speculate. I have not researched it because I don't really give a shit about Paul Pogba. When you said he's out to the new year, first thing that came to mind, well, it's a ploy because he's waiting for the new transfer window to start. And then after that, he can start talking to new teams. And then now I'm saying that once that happens, United don't need to touch him. Scarlet letter on this guy. You don't show up to games. You don't show up to practice. Hey, we'll pay you to sit at home, period. Because, you know, you'll be more of a distraction than anything at, 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 at the club. Uh, I mean, it's just... This is where United should have sold him a long time ago. And that's manager's fault. That's Ed Woodward. That's everyone involved that could not see the problem that this is going to, you know, become. Um, and they, they get, you got duped by these Paul Paul acolytes saying that Paul's this and Paul's that. Paul's not that. He needs to play in a slow league. Like the Italian league, he needs to play in a slow league. Like the Spanish league, maybe MLS. That the or maybe that um, Saudi league that Xavi uh, came from. That suits him because he can start praying, spraying long ball passes, you know, with uh, 15 yards, nobody on him. But when you said, like I said, when you said that, EC, I just, I, I didn't think about his injury. I just thought about the person. I hope he returns to, you know, I hope he gets fit to where he can play for France because that's obviously the best times that, you know, he's had in the past couple of years playing for France. Uh, I don't I don't wish ill will upon him. I hope he has a good, good, you know, good career after that. But, you know, it just, it didn't surprise me. It did not surprise me in one bit that when you said he, you know, he was injured, um... I was like, all right, it's just one of those things. It's like, hey, we're going to stay injured until we can start talking to teams. We start talking to teams in um, in January, and I could sign, you know, sometime next season or the second half of the season, and then there'll be that. that's just more turmoil that it brings to United and Mineriola. So fuck Mineriola. Fuck Paul Pogba. Uh, hope you get well. Hope you get well. Uh, but don't sign for our club, please. I think United pulled the contract. They were like, "No, we're not gonna, uh, we're not gonna sign you um, before you want an international break." So good for United. I mean, you don't need that. You don't need that drama. 
that Paul Pogba had, you know, you know, you don't need that. Um, and that's coming from a shitty ass run club with the Glazers and Ed Woodward. You don't need trash like that. Um, I know you see, I know you, I know you see, I know you're going to get, you get mad at me when I say it about Paul, but. I'm not I, mad at all. I'm I, not I, mad at I, all. I, I'm happy. I, I'm happy that he got hurt I've been, because I've been, I've been writing he won't about be Paul, Paul I've been writing about Paul Bob from day one, and he, he won't be the scapegoat anymore. And and your text that you sent me earlier about Ronaldo, it just proves my point that I am right about Paul, that he wants to get out just like any other great player would, because he's at a horrible program. So I'm happy because now they're going to have to find a new scapegoat. There's going to be no more Paul Pogba drama on our podcast. That's another beautiful thing. Oh, I know. That, I think the fans would love that. I'll have to talk about him for a while. Yes. So I am happy. I looked at it and I said, I don't want him to be injured, just like you said. But I think United have scapegoated him for years. And I think they're going to have to find a new one. I think they've already started. I think his name is Bruno Fernandez. And I think Bruno will slowly start to see that it's been two, one and a half years. He hasn't won anything. He won't win anything this season. He won't win anything next year either, in my humble opinion. And I think they'll start to say, hey, man, you're supposed to be this. You're supposed to be that. Because if Ronaldo leaves, the fans, just like with Ole, They'll never, ever say anything bad about him. It's just not going to happen. So I'm very excited for him to go off to do things that we all, I all, you with, know, with, I think he can do. And I'm just happy that he won't be that person that people, even if he doesn't play, they bring up and go, well, it's his attitude in the locker room. That's why it's not working because he's on the no, social media I texting that, too much. Actually, with, <laughs> in regarding Ronaldo, I think you're – uh, you're, but you are. I think it's just different because Ronaldo. Yes, he was a legend. Of the, he, he was a legend of the club, which Papa would never was. But what Ronaldo is showing, it's kind of funny now, is like you said, his hand on the hips. People are seeing that, not working, not tracking back. You know, yes, he does more than any other player. Do you mean? I mean, you saw him in the, the first Atlanta game, tracking back 100 yards, doing, you know, what Ronaldo does. But is, is um, what's something Sir Alex would never, uh, would never tolerate, Ronaldo's doing it to Ole. And, and fans are seeing that. And, like, I know what you, what you talk about, the old guard, we need to get rid of that. Fans are seeing the decisiveness of what Ronaldo's doing. And I, I, it is hard, in my opinion, my, in what I thought about Ronaldo, and you know, yeah. I always see about, I always say that Ronaldo's the best player in the world, period. The best footballer in the world, ever, 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 ever. And let, let me ask you this. Yeah. Do you think, do you think Ronaldo is the best defensive player in the world? No. Okay, now hold on, now hold on, hold on. I agree with you. I honestly think he is the best player in the world. Okay, I honestly think that there has been tons and tons of great defensive players. We all know that. We've all watched soccer for a long time. He is the greatest player that I've ever seen. Okay, I the the argument it's it's not even really an argument because mm-hmm. his players that have played alongside of him have said he's not going to do the dirty work, but you don't want him to. You don't want 
a Ferrari to get scratched. You want it to do pretty things. That's why you buy a Ferrari. Yeah. And and I and I and and I it's not a knock. It's not a knock. It's not me saying, well, why doesn't he track back? Why doesn't he press? He doesn't do those things because he has the most goals in Champions League history. <laughs> he has four or five Fulham doors. I could keep going on and on and on. That's why he doesn't do those things. Yeah. And that's always been my thing. That's why I sent you that text of the heat map of a Paul Pogba. He's not ever going to be the greatest defensive player that ever existed because he doesn't play defense. And that's what I'm trying to say. When people talk about midfield players, there's so many midfield players that are great, like Kevin De Bruyne's and Mares, who don't play in a double pivot. So, and and I wouldn't play them there because they're not they're not affecting the game in the way that I want them to affect the game. And I sent you that map to show you what he was before he even came back. He was never a defensive player. He played on the wing. That's where. That's why I sent that. So I understand what you're saying when you the say wing, it was more lower wing. It was in the top. So the, the, heat, the heat map doesn't lie. It, it tells it tells a story of where he was effective, and it shows you <laughs> where he was productive. So I don't I don't want to get into to, to lost into the woods. But what I'm saying is a great player like Ronaldo, even if it leaked out, because I don't I hope that it's not true. I hope he's not going to leave. I think it goes right back to my point that I've said to you for years and years. Great players want to play with great players, great coaches. They don't want to be around trash. They don't want to do it. They don't want to sniff it. They don't want it on their CV. They don't want to wake up. They don't want to see any of it. And and he's at United. He's been there, what, two months? Mm -hmm. And if any of this stuff is true, I I could completely believe it. He's looking around going, what in the hell are we doing? Right. Now, easy, this easy, team, easy. this is just my opinion. Easy. Let me get this. I'm almost done. Almost right. done. Let me land. Let me land. This team is 10 times better than any of the Paul Pogba teams that came before Ronaldo showed up. Yes or no? It is. Okay. So if you're that level of player and the teams have been crap and he asked to leave and the owner said, you're making too much money. <laughs> if you're making me that much money, the jersey sales are stupid. You ain't going nowhere. And he's stayed, even though he doesn't want to. I don't see how people who even that don't like him don't see now with Ronaldo, who's, and I agree, and the greatest player to touch the pitch, he doesn't even want to be here. You've got to look back and go, well, why is that? Well, I don't, I don't understand. Like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, it doesn't, it has to make sense now. Mm-hmm. So when you sent that to me, it just, it just made me go, of course. This is what I've been saying for years. Mm-hmm. Why would he want to play around junk mm-hmm. for a manager who knows not what he's doing? He's never had that. He's always had top-level coaches, top players around him, always. It's never not been the case for him. And he's thrived because they've been put him in the right position, never pressed, never played defense, score goals, get assists. That's your job. We, we never talk about the best defensive player of all time, ever. It doesn't even come up in conversation. You talk about the strikers, the ones that score the goals, the ones that get the assists. I know I do. So it just makes it so much easier for me to breathe because I can just go, okay, he's gone. I don't have to discuss him anymore. 
I don't have to talk about him anymore. He is uh, that that is the last game we will ever see him play in a yeah. Manchester United uniform. It's yeah. a it's a, a it, I just read it right now. It's two months. He's out for sure. It's a high thigh injury. and He is out of here. I'm very excited for him. Me too. Um, you see, there's a difference when we talk about great players. Ronaldo's carried this team. Paul Paul has never have carried this team. Hands down. Um, no, 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 we, no, he didn't. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. Uh, and carried him to what? What did Ronaldo carry him to? He's been carrying this team this whole season. To what? This whole season, you see, he's been winning games for us. I'm sorry, you see. No, 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 no. This, to, what? to what? I mean, we have, have we finished the season, you see? Just tell me what uh, we finished the season, you see. How we finish the season, he's carried, he's that's, what, that's my point. He hasn't carried them to anything. The season's not over, and we're in eighth place. He's carried them to nothing. It's the same say, thing as saying say. Bruno Fernandez has carried the team, and he has 15 goals and 12 assists, and they've done nothing. So You've carried them just, to nothing. It's just like so at the end of the season, it's just like Wayne Rooney and Wayne Rooney and, and Zlatan Ibrahimovic and, and Harry Ma- and McTom- uh, Henry McTominay carried us to that Europa League championship. Anyways. Let's uh, let's move on. At the on. end of the season, let's, if Ronaldo has a trophy on. that he's holding up, I'll agree with you, let's and I'll agree with you that he's done something, but he's carried us nowhere. Yeah. That's the carry, fact. He's been carrying the team. That's what I'm saying. So <laughs> what? We've survived Champions League. We've uh, been this up in place because you you no no. I'm not gonna even argue because everybody slams Ole right now. It's like, and everybody's like, oh Ronaldo saved Ole. Ronaldo trophy. saved Ole. So anyways, all right, cool. Um, you're right, because everybody now everybody loves the Carabao Cup. Uh, last thing, last thing, last thing, last thing. Um, reports have been coming out. I think this is uh, something new to you. Uh, Jane Sancho has been um, on a position switch to right wing back. Hey, listen. Drawing straws? Funny. You see, drawing straws. I mean, real quick, is that drawing straws? It is, but listen, you, if you're only, like I said, you got to try something. And if he's going to run five at the back, maybe he's looking at it and saying at least he can carry the ball because he can he can dribble the ball better than well, Aaron Wamsaka. Right. Uh, it just, I don't know. It's a time of. It's a sad time. Yeah, it's, it's the, it's the time, worst yeah. time ever. Right. I'm just, I'm just, good thing there's no football this weekend. I mean, Matt, A&M plays Ole Miss. That's the only thing I have to look forward to on, Monday, on Saturday. Um <laughs> <laughs> Good thing I don't have to wake up fucking at the butt crack of dawn to watch fucking Manchester get fucking shellacked. Uh, hopefully the Watford match is at a good time, so I don't have to wake up at the butt crack of dawn to see them get shellacked. Uh, I'm just tired, you see. I'm just I'm just sick and tired of being sick and tired, basically. If you understand what I mean. Sick and tired. I'm with you. I'm with you. I don't wake up with any kind of hope that we're going to win a game. I wake up thinking how much – I mean, even Watford. I'm like, how are we going to beat Watford? <laughs> it's sad. But that's where I'm at. No. I don't – I have no faith. None. The Christmas break. I always pick United last year. At least, you know, maybe there's one off game. I wouldn't. But I pick them all – I don't pick them anymore at all. I have no faith. <sighs> let's, let's hope something. we get a good run going into Christmas break so we have some sort of Christmas to forge VC. Please. <laughs> let's just hope. And maybe that's what I'm going to put in my Santa's uh, – my uh, letter to Santa. Just just let us get us through Christmas break, please. You know, maybe top four. I mean, I, you know, just dear little baby Jesus. That's all I want. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, guys. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, EC has to get on the road tomorrow. And good luck to his daughter's soccer team. And, and uh, hey, maybe she, you know, maybe out of this, she gets a, a Texas A&M uh, scholarship, EC. And we'll be a, we'll be a, uh, that'll be a, a good day. But, no, hopefully she plays well. Hopefully the team wins. Y'all be careful. Y'all be safe. Uh, especially going out to, to where y'all going to the family and enjoy it. Um, hopefully we can talk. What time, when are you going to be back next week? Uh, 17th. I'll be back. Okay. Or 16th. Sorry. 16th. All right. I'll be uh, out of town again, but I'll, I mean, we'll, we'll still take my gear. So we'll still have a pod to put out next week, but you see, you say, you stay safe. And like I said, you and your family stay safe and the, Good luck to y'all's, uh, y'all's daughter's team and um, Lucky Diaz, where you at?